I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It's Monday, February 26th. Hope you're having a great day. We are glad to be with you on the radio, 95.9 FM. Also, those on the radio app and the podcast. Thank you for joining us. And then those watching today, Facebook and YouTube, thank you for tuning in. I hope you're having a good day. It is a beautiful day outside. Uh, Really, yesterday surprised me. Yesterday became a very nice day, and then it was cold this morning, but it warmed up quickly, and uh, we're getting close to March. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be warm, but it does mean we're getting close to March, so I hope you're doing well on this Monday. We had a great day yesterday in all of our services, and uh, thank you for being in church, and thank you. I, I got text messages yesterday about the services and about the messages, and thank you for always being encouragement to me, and I'm sure you are to... Uh, Sunday school teachers and, uh, you know, choir members, musicians, nursery workers. Those are good people to be thankful for. Uh, But I thank you for being such a blessing. Thank you for being a blessing by tuning in to our uh, daily broadcast, The Winning Side. And we're glad to have you with us uh, on this day. Uh, We had last Monday and Tuesday, we had our winter revival. What a wonderful time. And I was just telling Brother uh, Nathan that it popped up in my Facebook memories Last year, a year ago, we had Brother Scott Pauley for our winter revival. Uh, This last week, we had Brother Gravely, and what a blessing to have the Reigns family. They did such a good job. Uh, Next year, next February, we'll have Brother Terry Angel. He's been with us several times. He is a powerful preacher. He'll be preaching. And then we've got the Reigns family coming back next February for that revival. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about summer revival with Brother Joe Arthur and uh, the Webster family. They'll be with us this summer. and It's going to be great, but I thank God for it. Uh, This Wednesday, we will be back in our Bible study on the uh, Through the Bible series. And so I hope you'll plan to be here Wednesday night. Uh, Teens have their service. Master clubs will be meeting. And uh, we missed it last week because of revival. But this Wednesday, we're back on schedule. And we're looking forward to a wonderful time there. A happy birthday yesterday to Emma Barmer. And yesterday, happy birthday to Billy Ewer. Hope you had a good day uh, yesterday. And then a happy anniversary yesterday to Alton and Nell Burgess. And I hope you had a wonderful day. And then today, on this Monday, happy birthday to Linda Brown. And a happy birthday to Carson Ogburn. Hope you have a great day today and a happy uh, birthday to you. Um, We have, let's see here, we've got coming up Sunday is going to be a great day. It's the first Sunday uh, in March. Let's pray for our church. Let's pray for our school. Uh, Let's pray for all of our ministries. Pray for our missionaries. Pray for our members. Uh, Pray for those who are sick. Pray for those in the hospital. And uh, let's continue to pray for our country. Of course, we're getting real close uh, to the primaries. I hope you'll be uh, praying for that. I hope you'll be voting. And then, of course, general election is in November. Let's pray for our country there. Uh, We're going to go to a song. I think you'll enjoy this song by uh, Brother Ed Russ and the Old Fashioned Quartet. And after this song, we'll get into our Bible study in Jeremiah chapter 3. 
angels here are sometimes many, and of times my feet grow weary, till it seems I almost stumble, then and fall. But the tender hand that leads me is the hand that keeps me steady, and by faith I know I'll make it after all. After all, this life is over, and our burdens have been lifted, and we stand upon the mountain top so tall. Looking over in that city that the Savior is preparing, gives me faith that I can make it after all. I myself, I cannot make it, but I know He's there to help me. He will hear my cry if only. Just keep trusting and keep on believing Are the words I hear Him whisper Just a few more days to labor After all After all this life is over And our burdens have been lifted And we stand upon the mountain tops so all tall Looking over in that city that the Savior is preparing Gives me faith that I can make it after all After all this life is over and our burdens have been lifted and we stand upon the mountain tops so all tall, looking over in that city that the Savior is preparing, gives me faith that I can make it after all. Gives me faith that I can make it after Amen. Praise God for that great song. Jeremiah chapter 3 in your Bibles, we have seen how that God is speaking to Judah to warn Judah of her backsliding, and God references Israel. Now, Israel and Judah, many times I think we can get confused, but when you think about the nation of Israel, that's one nation. But after the kingdom was divided, remember after Solomon, you have Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And Rehoboam became the king of Judah. Jeroboam became the king of Israel. So, so Israel was divided. You have the northern kingdom, the southern kingdom. And the northern kingdom, which we refer to as Israel, they went into captivity over 100 years before Judah went into captivity. And so God uses Israel as a lesson, as an object lesson, like this is what happened, uh, don't do this. And so God is referencing Israel here in verse number nine. It says, um, excuse me, verse number eight, and I saw 
when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot also. So interesting because Israel and Judah, they're not sisters, they're, they're, they're nations, but God refers to them as sisters. And God refers to them as uh, uh, those who have committed spiritual adultery, those who have gone after idols. And so that's why you see terms in here uh, like adultery. Uh, that's why you see terms in here uh, like whoredom. Um, we, we, we see those terms because God is saying that the nation of Judah spiritually was committing adultery. The nation of Judah spiritually, uh, they were committing whoredom, which is to be a whore, to be a harlot, to be a prostitute, because they were not faithful to God. And so we see in verse number 8 that Judah should have learned from Israel, but yet it says, Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot also. Now that word treacherous, we would use that word treacherous like somebody was maybe dangerous or something was dangerous. This word treacherous, it means deceitful. So here's what God is saying. Israel, they got away from God and they were a little bit more obvious about it. But Judah was trying to cover it. Judah was trying to deceive. Judah was trying to act like, oh, look at us. We're so spiritual. Oh, look at us. We love God. But Judah, the nation of Judah, in, in their hearts, they had gotten far away from God. And so God calls them treacherous. Verse number nine, it came to pass through the lightness of her whoredom that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and with stocks. And yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart, but feignedly saith the Lord. Now, this is an, a powerful statement. God says, Judah did not turn to me with her whole heart. Boy, that's convicting. Because sometimes what we try to do is we try to do just enough to convince people. We try to do just enough so that people might think or that people might be fooled into thinking that, hey, we're right with God. But God knows and God sees. And you do not fool God. You've heard the expression, you can fool uh, some of the people all of the time and all of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And you can't fool God any of the time because God sees and God knows. He says, Judah, they did not turn unto him with their whole heart, but feignedly. That word feignedly, F-E-I-G-N-E-D-L-Y, feignedly, it means to fake. Uh, it means to, uh, uh, to do something, but to do it in a phony manner. Um, that's like Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy, he said, there was the unfeigned faith that was in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother and in your mother. And he said, I'm persuaded it's in you. What does that mean? Well, to be unfeigned means it was real. It was genuine. And God is looking for people that will turn to him and be genuine. God is looking for people that will turn to him and be serious and be, be, be uh, focused on getting right with God, not just on fooling the people that are watching. Verse number 12, go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, return thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord. 
and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. What a blessing to see that God is calling his people to return. Now, there are consequences. Notice what it says in verse number, number 12, uh, I will not keep anger forever. Now, does that mean that God never gets angry? Absolutely not. God does get angry. As a matter of fact, it is a, a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. Uh, Jonathan, uh, excuse me, I may have quoted that verse wrong. Fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. I think it's the way that verse goes in Hebrews. But Jonathan Edwards, remember that, that sermon that Jonathan Edwards preached? Um, I hope you weren't there when he preached it, but you probably read about it. Uh, he preached sinners in the hands of an angry God. And in that sermon that Jonathan Edwards preached, he read it monotone. And he read and he talked about sinners uh, hanging over the flames of hell as if by a, 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 a thin a thread or a, by a spider's web. And they said that the people were under such conviction that people were grabbing uh, the posts of the building and grabbing the pews and people were falling on their faces even before he finished the sermon because the conviction was so powerful. I'll tell you what, we need to get back to realizing the fact that God does judge sin and God is angry with the wicked every day. Yes, God loves you and yes, God is a God of compassion, but he is also a God who is holy and he is a God who is just. We see the consequences, and yet uh, Judah did not learn from the example of Israel. There were consequences for backsliding. Uh, there were consequences for committing this spiritual adultery. It's interesting that God uses the, the idea of marriage, and God uses the relationship of a husband and wife to picture his relationship with his people, Judah, and his people, Israel. But in the New Testament we find that Christ loved the church. Of course, Christ is the bridegroom and the church is the uh, illustration, the picture of the bride. And aren't you glad that God loves us? Aren't you glad that he loves us unconditionally? He loves us with an agape love. It's a love that is um, uh, not dependent upon anything we do. He loves us no matter what. But here is the question. God loves you but do you love him? God loves me, but do I love him like I should? We have a responsibility. We have an obligation uh, to, to love the Lord because he first loved us. And I hope my love is where it should be. I hope your love is where it should be. It doesn't happen by accident, but it happens intentional. It happens every day when you get up and you say, Lord, help me today. And you get in the Bible and you get in prayer and you, you commit yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to please you today. Because that old devil's on the attack and that old flesh is real. And boy, that old sinful nature likes to get in and likes to make a mess of things. But let's keep our eyes on the Lord. Let's love him uh, as we should. Let's love him because of all that he has done for us. And I'm thankful that God's love is not conditional. Many times ours is. But let's strive to have that same kind of love for the one who loves us. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett. 
pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.